Real Talk. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Real Talk, where we keep it a buck. Yo, 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 it's your boy Jonathan. I'm here with Omar from New York City. Demetrius from Miami, Florida. Brevin from Avon, Indiana, right outside Indianapolis. Man, I didn't know we was giving introduction where we from. I'm from Chicago, y'all already know. Represent, man. represent. Yes, uh, how y'all feeling today out there, man? I'm glad y'all finally tuned in to the Brotherhood. We got a lot coming up. We got a lot to offer for y'all people. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got a few weeks of just real talk, keeping it a buck, and straight facts. You feel me? Right, so let's give y'all a little brief introduction of who we really are. The Brotherhood is an organization on campus created to build a community amongst self-identifying men of color on DePaul's campus. Y'all stay tuned for uh, the Brotherhood activities that we got planned. We uh, we starting a barbecue. Uh, we got speakers like Ishmael Bennett coming to talk to us and give us some knowledge. And we're talking about racial injustice in the coming weeks. Y'all stay tuned. That's facts. That's facts. The Brotherhood, we definitely finna put our name on the map. I know, I know the past few years, we've been pretty inactive. We ain't been having too much going on. But we want y'all to know we're here to stay. It's a new generation. We, we, we kick-starting a new generation. Um, let's start off today's podcast by uh, giving a moment of silence to uh, Mr. Dr. Vernon Jordan. Thank you. A father of five, Dr. Jordan was a civil rights activist and, as we know, an alumni of DePaul. He ultimately desegregated the University of Georgia. Y'all boys, honestly, like, desegregating a whole university, like, that gotta be crazy. Especially back then. Right. crazy. And then attending DePaul back then in 1957. Honestly, like, we, we can see that. It's not many of brothers in DePaul. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, he probably was the only brother at DePaul at his, his graduating class. And, I, you know, we can only commend him. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah, I think he was one of four in the whole school or something like that. It was a crazy number. Mm, I to look it up. But I think it was like maybe one out of four in his graduating class. Something. It was crazy. 1957. That's crazy. Like, Especially because racism back then, like, it really had no leash on it, like... That's before the civil rights era, for real. Before yeah. start, legislation started getting passed, for real. Bro. Literally, bro, like... He went. He probably went through it, and all we can really do is, you feel me, give honor to that yeah. man, because he... Especially he in the state it. of Indiana. Especially time, in Indiana. When KKK activist, activism was at all-time high. Literally, and this wow. is not even that far ago. Like, we're talking about... That's 60 the, years, like, our grandparents is that old. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, facts. that, he went through it, you feel me? And God bless his soul. Um, how do y'all boys feel, you know, being a POC on the boss campus in this day and age? Uh, we can start off with you, John. Yeah, I'll take this one. I, honestly, bro, like, that's a question that I think all the time to myself. I wonder all the time, like, why do I stay at DePaul if I know I'm the minority? Like, if I know I go to an HBCU where I could just be, like, Everybody damn that look like me. You know what I mean? And honestly, I feel like I chose DePaul because I knew what DePaul could take me. Like, DePaul got a great networking. They got a lot of, like, great options. Like, the education, you're not going to get this in too many other places. So, I feel like DePaul had a lot to offer for me. So, I can never talk bad about DePaul. But honestly, I just need to see more brothers just like mm-hmm. me on DePaul's campus. Yeah. And I feel like this podcast is going to be a stepping stone to that, bro. 
everybody being able to hear what we got to say, everybody getting to hear like our real stories. Right. Yeah, because you definitely do see brothers here and there, but it's like if our like we go to a small school, so everyone has their cliques, and if our cliques don't really intersect like that, you're never gonna really have a conversation with them. So this could kind of be like a stepping stool to like expanding that conversation, meeting new people. Feel me? Honestly, yeah. in the brotherhood events that we got planned already is where we can mingle and talk and get to know each other. Don't we got a barbecue and a 3v3 tournament, bro? 3v3 basketball. <laughs> what? Nah, yeah. that, that's about yeah. to be lit. Yeah. Some good food, card games being played, karaoke, of course. Y'all just stay tuned and y'all just come out and show out. It's open to any and everybody also. Brotherhood is not... We're not just only talking about POCs. We're actually trying to bring in the outside group. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a POC to come in and interact with us. Yeah, yeah, speaking of that, back to what you asked about um, how it feels to be a POC on campus. I feel like we have our clique of people who are other POCs, and then you have the other, not to say the other white students, but it's like our groups don't really intersect like that. It always feels like we're in our own world, they're in their own world, and these worlds don't yeah. really come together. Thanks. And part of it is, I think, is some white students are intimidated by like people of color and some people of color are intimidated by other white students and that really should not be the case and yeah that's the main thing i've noticed on campus speaking of that um so brevin here he uh as me and jonathan uh do he uh plays football like how does it feel to be an athlete you know what i mean poc also how do you think people like have an outlook on you you know what i mean as far as not knowing you like, as a person, being an athlete, especially a person of color on this campus, I feel like I may be looked at as a trophy more than a human being, if that makes sense. I feel like people may value my athleticism or just the fact that I'm uh, of, a, of a more diverse background instead of actually wanting me to be a person here on campus. That's deep right there, bro. That's yeah. real deep, bro. And I understand that 100%. I feel like sometimes... Since we played a game of football, we always so used to doing what the coach say, but sometimes we question, is my coach doing this for me? Mm -hmm. Or like, what is this for, truly? So also add on to that, you know, I'm not a football player like y'all's, but you know, football players are known for being big, aggressive, yada, yada, yada. And I feel like when people on campus see y'all, they sometimes are a little bit intimidated because they see a big, yeah. black, strong man. And it's just, you know, the, and yeah. that shouldn't be the case. Like, I know you, Brevin, Getting to know you, I know that you are one of the kindest people on this campus. But other people, when they see you, they're like, oh, yeah. no, he's just a big black guy. And they don't see past the race and past the... Yeah. And honestly, uh, I feel like Brevin probably went through it a lot more than us because coming from Chicago with Jonathan and I'm, I'm from Miami, we probably had way more diverse groups of... Hell yeah. You know, yeah. more black men, you know what I mean, together. And more POCs together as far as playing on the football team and other football teams we're playing against to where... It's almost like, you know what I mean? I'm used to seeing such and such, you feel me, a black male every day and inter intertwining with them. And then we come up to the par and it's like, you know what I mean? They, they're not used to seeing us. We're not used to seeing them. And it's like, you know, we all think of it as kind of different when it shouldn't really be the case. I think we should all just be like fluid. We should just all gel and stick together. Like almost like, I don't know, like mm -hmm. to me, you're just my brother. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's and that's community. completely true. Like I grew up in Indiana. I know how people act, especially people who don't care so much for diversity or you know other races. And that's that's big in Indiana here. So like coming on campus, you know, I definitely saw the surprise in y'all face when we had protests and whatnot, and people drove by with, you know, saying like really like 
racial things like bad racial things, slurs, stuff like that. Counter protests like the back the blue protest. Literally we had our black right lives there. Matter. Literally right, right there. there. The protest is on one side yeah. of town hall, and then the counter protest is on the other side. Yeah. And like, listen to this. You want know something crazy? Hmm. We're walking over to the town hall trying to protest Black Lives Matter, in which as of now they don't, and the people are trying to say like, "Hey, how you doing? Are you having a good day?" And they have a, a Blue Lives Matter flag up, which is basically contradicting how they should even feel about us. Like. Like, I almost just feel like they don't even care about us when it comes to that because those people could see us getting killed and then, you know what I mean, not even bat an eye towards it. And it just, it almost made me feel a little uneasy. Like, and I just feel like those friends that did stick with us and protested with us because they saw that it was just outright injustice happening, uh, I commend them because... Have you on it? I right. wanna, yeah, like, I, I generally want to take a second and shout out everyone who went to the yep. protest last Friends, semester. Yeah. Because that shit was not, like, we're in Indiana, bro. Yeah. Especially, like, for me, coming from New York City um, and going, like, in New York City, protests like that were common, you know? Yeah. Fighting against police brutality. But here, it's like, that's, that's not common. So being there and having these people right there, right next to you, and still chanting your voices, people coming with trucks, and our voices overpowering the noises that they're making with their trucks, that was truly something that was beautiful. Right, and then them telling us that we got to walk back in groups, that kind of just killed me. I'm like... How, like you shouldn't have to walk back in a yeah, group. Yeah, we, don't, we shouldn't have to walk back yeah, in a exactly. group. And, and you know what though? Like we also have to talk about the kids on DePaul campus that we know and we associate with, or they associate with us. And whenever we ask them, "Are you coming to the protest?" They come up, "Ah, oh, I gotta do this. Yeah, I got, I gotta do that." Facts. Every single time, like we have a protest they busy every now. week. Every week, they busy. They busy all of a sudden on a Sunday on a Saturday morning. And it's not about, like, forcing people to come to protests or forcing people like that. But it's like, we have a lot of friends on this campus, right? Yeah. If you are truly my friend, Mm -hmm. like like you say you are, if you are my teammate, because I know a lot of the team is white, and I know a couple of them, you know, but... You, it, it's just good to know that your teammates and your friends support you in the way that they claim to support you. And I guess are kind of allies on campus, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely get what you mean by that, bro. And, like, honestly, bro, last year coming to DePaul campus, I was one of two black men on the DePaul football team. And it was me and my roommate. My roommate ended up transferring later in the year, bro. So it was only me out of my class that was on the football team. Come on now. Every day you think I want to sit up here and go to practice with some people that I just feel like truly couldn't relate to me when it came down to it. It was tough, but I'm not going to lie. At the same time, I had plenty, plenty of people who weren't minorities and still came and was just my friend and was always an ally to me, always supported me through A, B, C, D. It's always been them. So I can't just sit up and say right. straight bad. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can't. That, that's the thing we like, pro- like we want. Like you know? Yeah, definitely. And especially like with my coaches, bro, like... Seeing how like my coach, like shout out to my coach Dees, bro. He reached out. He reached out to me in uh, when everything was going down earlier during the pandemic with the Black Lives Matter protest. And honestly, I feel like he didn't have to do that, bro. He didn't have to go out his way. And I feel like I feel like it truly wasn't. I feel like it wasn't just something he was doing just because he was told to. Like you feel me? You gotta actually believe that. You gotta like be genuine when you do something. Yeah, yeah. Just as a recruit, he did that for me. Like not even on his football team. Not even know if I was gonna commit. He just wanted to make sure I was okay. Asking my family. Stuff, you know what I mean? And not just no mm-hmm. one minute, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Conversation. It's like, you know, 10, it's like 15. Deep- like, let, talking about is your, your parents, grandparents okay? Like, you've been staying out of trouble. Yeah. Like, we know the riots been getting crazy, but, you know, are, like, are you okay? Are, have you been feeling safe? And I feel like as a head coach, you know, that it's no better feeling than as a player 
who feels a little bit outcasted a little bit to just feel like he's at home. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. No, I love that for y'all. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah like a coach that actually like, was confident because, like, I know each three of y'all in this room right now got me. Right. And do I know that my coach got me? Do yeah. I know that my Ma, supposed to be brother that I'm playing on this squad for right now that we right. going to battle with. Do I know he that way? Going to war, like right, that. literally. And and honestly, not even just coaches and, like you say, friends. Like, we have people that are truly allies. Like, I'm going to shout right. this girl out, Courtney. She always, last semester, Courtney, would just homie. put up, you know, like, things that, that voiced our, 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 our voices. Like, she would say, you know, stop the racism. Black Lives Matter, putting it up on the university-owned thing. So people, when they walk out to go get lunch, that's what they seeing. They see that weird feeling this kind of way. Like, you have to see that every day because that's how yeah. we feel every day. She put up, yeah. like, 10 posters of just, you know what I mean? Like did a graveyard. It was a graveyard yeah. right outside of Yeah, um, I, I yeah right that. outside and of we set up and we put every single face. Of someone that's died from police brutality. I peeped that, that. That that was right. nice. Yeah. Like waking up in the morning and just walking by that. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was happy in the sense of like it was just good to know that we were on a campus that cares about our lives and cares about like everyone equally. Right. Feel me? Right. And you know what? What that bridges into too. Like there's people on this campus that'll look at that and 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 still have like hate or resent towards it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, especially. That last semester when it was so tense because the election and everything, yeah, like we was like we started to feel like sometimes like we wasn't safe. Like people, even people not on DePaul's campus would come like drive through with Trump flags or whatever. You effing n word, yes, stuff like that. Like we definitely felt unsafe. We felt unsafe, but to know that we have allies out there. I know was people that wanted to rip those those posters and stuff down, but you know what I mean. Like we just stood strong together, and and honestly, like. This is another bridge that we can go into and talk about is our black queens. Honestly, like I feel like all of us guys in here are strong and we, we want to protect them. Like we feel like it's tough for them to walk outside late at mm -hmm. night just because of what's going on. Like, you know, as us, no person going to try to one on one, try to, you know, squabble with us. Honestly, yeah, right. but they might try to they might see like, you know, a, a black girl walking and do some real heinous, hateful stuff. And I just feel like yeah. we got to bring awareness to that, too, like, because they not fully protected like we are. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we, that, we had a problem with that last last semester, too. And we definitely had a uh, – it was definitely a conversation we had to have with the individual who did that. But to, like, piggyback off that, like, like as, you know, men, we can go to parties, especially fraternity parties, feel safe when we got each other and we, like, we're safe w with ourselves, Right. You know, uh, or, or women of color, they can't do that. They can't, they can't necessarily protect themselves like like we can, like we could, especially at fraternity parties where it's mostly, like, white-dominated. Right. To add on to that, like, I could uh, second that in a sense of I have multiple friends who are women of color on this campus who have expressed to us, all of us, like, multiple times how being a woman of color on this campus, they feel uncomfortable just walking around because they don't really know they don't really know like who they could kind of depend on like because god forbid if something were to happen this is a majority white institution they don't have too many allies and also within reaching out to other students you peep how we have a lot of teams on this campus mm -hmm. you got the soccer team you got the basketball yada, yada all these teams and these teams if you notice the players tend to gravitate around each other which is nothing right. wrong with that but when you see a whole group of soccer girls or a whole group of like volleyball girls together right they express how like they're not comfortable approaching them because they're intimidated by that large group because it's like 30 to 1. Yeah. Well, since we're on this topic, I think we should just make it clear right now. Like, 
if any of our sisters of women of color on campus right now do feel uncomfortable, y'all ever walking home or something like that and just need help or like anything, you feel me? Just feel free to reach out to any of us brothers in the brotherhood and we will 100% be there to help y'all. And that applies to all POCs on campus. Like, if you Facts. truly feel anybody, uncomfortable. Anybody. 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 Not even POCs. Anybody. If you feel uncomfortable, like, you know, reach out. It's all about building a community. And, like, you can't build a community with just one side. Right. This is not a school with 70,000 people in it. We have a nice little, you know, 4,000, 5,000 students. And not even. Like, 2,000. Yeah, okay. a small school, bro. Right, right, right. But then think about it like that. That's even better because... You know this person. You feel me? You know exactly. where they at. The, the 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 whole campus is not that big. Yeah. You feel me? You call one of one of the brothers in the brotherhood. You need to get from A to B. We got you. We gonna walk with you because I done did that walk at one a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like clearing my mind or whatever it may be, and I have not felt no type of like concern. But I know any girl would not be wanting to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to lie, bro. Even when I be walking from Julian back to my dorm, bro, like, I just be on alert. Like, on right. road, yeah. always. Like, I see yeah. a car coming. Bro, we looking at all these four F-150. Yeah, yeah. we yeah, yeah, bro. Four trucks. trucks, bro. Oh, there, bro. bro. bro I got to oh. be on go. You feel me? Be on alert. Anything can happen. They could pop out their car. Anything. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Bro, I always got to be on go. Right, so. definitely. Like, I could definitely relate to that. Like, because, you know, I, I sometimes like to clear my mind late at night going to 3 a.m. walk or whatever. And on that walk, you see cars outside. They kind of slow up a little bit while they drive past you. And they just, in my head, I'm like, damn, what the, you know, like, scary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like how we talking about this because I feel like some people don't understand that that's like nervousness that we have Mm -hmm. on campus. Like a lot of people, you know, yeah, the majority, you know, white people on campus don't understand that, like how, how scary it can be. How nervous we can be and I think that nervousness really comes from the fact that like you can't say being a POC on this campus without the word exclusion mm-hmm. because like we'll always be we always feel like we're excluded mm-hmm. and we and you know the campus is trying to like add inclusive programs I mean day of dialogue one right um let's not even talk about day of dialogue because if I'm being honest that day was horrible like not to yeah. bash the university yeah. but you guys need to do way way better it was poorly planned yeah poorly executed we only talked for 10 minutes that day. Why are you calling it the day of dialogue if it's the first two hours you talk Webinars. about? Now, literally, you talked about how talking. important it is yeah. to have a day of dialogue, but never had any real dialogue. Okay, yeah, and now, perfect that y'all say that. So now let's suggest things that we could do better. So I feel like I if like we're that. having in-person classes mm-hmm. at, you know, say 10 people capacity or whatever it may be, because I have in-person classes, we could have did the day of dialogue with 10 person, you know, which whichever teachers it may be. 10 to 1 to a teacher and we just sit in the classroom and talk about it because I know the Zoom thing was messed up but they never had a day of dialogue over Zoom yeah but let's really talk about it last semester when we was freshmen on this campus y'all remember that first two days where we were with our mentor groups and we sat down and like had to watch all these videos and we had those discussions I felt like that's when I learned about Title IX. That's when I learned all about stuff. Yeah. And that stuff was ingrained in my head because of those discussions we had as a group. So why don't we do that with the day, day of dialogue? dialogue? It doesn't even have to be our mental groups. It could just it could just be the mental groups, right? You get with these people, you have these small conversations. Because what I noticed about really big conversations, people tend to get lose the gist and people tend to not, exactly. not really pay yeah, attention. I, I don't think it should be optional either. Like, day of dialogue was optional. Well, for some people, it was optional. For yeah. the football team, you had to do that. Again, shout out Coach Deets for that. Facts. Because uh, that's, that's something that people I think people need to do. Is get course. those conversations. Yeah, with those the goal commitment. It, it was, it, I don't think it was optional with the goal commitment. But yeah. uh, with the cap on the Zoom and the amount yeah. of people could be in yeah. Zoom, it, it, I think 
around a thousand students weren't even in it. So yeah. like like we say, next time let's just try to make it, you know, better. Let's not like go with the, the bads of it. Let's just, you know, try to figure out yeah. And I, I feel like we should also have a communication, like in a sense of we need professors at day of dialogue. I don't know yeah. why professors are not with us. Like they don't have to be with us the entire day. I feel like the first half should be for students, second half should be for for professors because no, but, but the they professors, not, they have their us. own. They have their own. Yeah, oh, they the staff. with us. Why are you dividing staff and students when we interact with staff and professors 24-7? Yeah, yeah. they so, don't interact I know with each other. Last year, was fac- all of the faculty, staff, everybody was all together. Now, but this I year, didn't know about this year. Yeah, they changed it up. Yeah. But I did see only my... Only like class Kevin Hamilton, yeah. yeah. COVID, man. Like, I feel like this is the perfect way to just bring up COVID because I feel like... The day of dialogue last year, and you can attest to that, uh, Jonathan, I know it was way more interactive when it came to that because we was actually in person. Like, it wasn't COVID guidelines, you know? Yeah, actually, honestly, Jonathan, can you talk about that, bro? Yeah, honestly, bro, last year was the same thing with the football team. It was mandatory. Everybody had to go. But I think one of the things that was good about it was I think the groups was about, like, 15 or 20 people. Probably not even. You feel me? But out of the group, it was easier for us to, like, develop a conversation that was more, like, personalized and people, I feel like it had more of an impact on individuals just being able to hear one story and hear their experiences. But, like, other than that, I, I, I felt like it was just so forced that some people didn't want to participate. Some people just wanted to fall back and just kind of just, like, get it over with. So it was, like, a different couple perspectives to it. Speaking of that, though, what y'all think about, like, COVID and, like, how the university handled, like, COVID protocols, whether it be y'all professors, the fact administration, yeah, anything. Yeah. That's, a, about that? that's a good one, honestly, bro. Like, I feel like the professors, a lot of the professors, I'm not going to say all of them because I don't have every professor, but they're doing a great job. It's, I don't think Zoom is the right thing. You know what I mean? Of course, there's there's professors that are, are at risk and cannot be on campus in this time with COVID, but I feel like in-person classes are the thing, you know? you. You gonna be on Zoom, you know, and some professors don't make it to where you have to have your camera on. But how many people are paying attention? You know what I mean. At myself, honestly, I find myself wandering off and not paying attention and not learning what I'm supposed to learn. Thanks. I just don't. Yeah. I, I feel like, I, you know, and with what President White has done and making all the pers- all the classes in person and everything the same, like for next semester. For next semester, yeah. I, I think that it's gonna be something like really good coming out of as far as the average GPA of the students because. Zoom is not it, you know. Right, so how about this? Yeah. What do you say we do instead of Zoom if we can't do? If we can't do in person? Yeah. Oh man, honestly, because I feel like honestly, bro, when I meet with my classes and it's on Zoom rather than it being just remote and they giving me some work to do, I feel like I tend to be more like engaged when it's on Zoom. You know what I mean? Because I feel mm-hmm. like I gotta sign, I gotta join on this class. You feel me? So like, yeah. if I'm here, I might as well somewhat pay attention to. It. You know what I mean? Like, you talking about post the asynchronous? Yeah, like yeah, when it's asynchronous, bro. And yeah. like, we just getting assigned assignments. Like, yeah, and it's got to be due by then. You got to read this by then. And what about yeah. what about the students that uh that have like you know like ADHD or something like that? You know what I mean? And that's very like prevalent in in our campus. Like, if they if they're on a computer and they don't have to have a, their camera on at most times, anything could catch their their attention. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we I can be easily distracted myself. In any small thing, as far as being in the classroom on the computer, as far as not being in the classroom in person, like, like yeah. it's very tough. But I don't think that it's Zoom is effective for for everybody. It's not, it's not effective for everybody. What what I would recommend is, um, if I could ask y'all, how many of your classes are in person and how many of your classes are remote, Brevin? 
Yeah, I only got one in person class. How about I got you? Three one. How about you? Only two. I only got one. So you you see the the thing the in, how were you doing in those classes? That's that's the follow up. Okay, my in person okay. class is my best class. Although it's an art class, it might be a little easy, but it's just I'm in person. That's where I feel like I'm actually getting work done because I'm sitting down at a desk. I'm sewing. I'm making shapes. All that stuff. I'm actually getting things done. But and my, you're held accountable because you're right in front of the yeah. teacher. You know what I mean? And my remote classes are, I'm not going to lie, some of them, I'll be going to Hoover. I have an AirPod in my ear and I'll just be on class. And like, I'm not taking notes and I'm not really learning as much. And what I would recommend the university do is take more initiative and making classes uh, in person than online. Yeah. Which I, has been up. done, though. It's been no, done. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I feel like we have way, way, way more online classes than we than we have in person. And that really should not be the case. Okay, of okay. Yeah. Hold on, let me ask, like, how do you think you know the people in that class compared to your classes on Zoom? Like, how, how have you interacted I don't, with them? I don't talk to any of them. Unless I've been in the same breakout room with this person mm-hmm. every single class, I am not. It's just weird. Like, I'm not going to hit up me and you on a class. I don't know you. Yeah. I'm not going to hit you up on the chat private message. Oh, hey, what's up? Like, right. I can't interact. Yeah. That's weird. It's right. gonna come but but in, your, in your arts class, like, you know those people. Right? I know those people because I interact with them. Yo, bro, you could help me sew this? Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. um, how do, the teachers are going, can you teach me how to do this? Right. I and it's not it's even inside, right, and it's not inside the classroom only. Like, it's almost like you could you could always hit that person up and be like, yo, like, what you doing today? Like, you want to go grab lunch or something like that? Yeah. You could always do that with that person, but that person on the Zoom call, all you seen is like a box with a name in it. Gee. And honestly, yeah. bro, there's so many people in my class that I've just built, like, friendships based off just going to work on this project yeah. or like yeah. any type of group assignment. But when you throw us in a breakout room, it honestly... Nobody does... Like, yeah, no professors, one. nobody does anything. Like the breakout rooms, no people will have... Like I'll, I'll be wanting to speak, but I'm not going to speak because it's just a black screen and everyone there is yeah, quiet. You get a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. I'm you not going to say nervous. that because nobody yeah. else is yeah. saying yeah. anything hey, Omar little shot, but he's speaking for himself on that one. Oh, I am. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah. No, no, no. But there, there are shy students. There are shy students that, that can yeah. be in a breakout room and don't know what to say because they don't know how to start the conversation or they don't know how to just say, oh, let's work on this because how shy they are, how uninteractive they are. And you know what I really think the problem is with Zoom University? I think that teachers just go... Straight into action, you know, straight into class without, like, I would say rec- two classes, two class periods. The first two class periods, periods is all about meeting your fellow peers, exchanging, like, oh, are you guys comfortable exchanging Instagram, something like that. So this way, you like, you put them in breakout rooms, people talk, yada, yada, like, a little, what's that thing called when you get to know people? Mm, what you talking about? What is it? Icebreakers. Oh, icebreakers. Ice yeah, 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 like, yeah. like, like something like, for example, like my Spanish class. We are like tell each other how what we did this weekend, but in Spanish or something like mm-hmm. that. Like yeah, just interacting, like, interacting, and yeah. basically just like personalizing experience. Because mm-hmm. I feel like ultimately that's what we came to the for for a personalized experience with our professors and classmates. Yeah, at a, such a small school. Yeah. yeah. So building that sense of community in real life, COVID has like almost felt like it destroyed that. Because right. one, like the rule that we can only hang out with people in our residence halls. Right, we can't go to other residence halls, hang out with anybody else that we may know or whatever. I'm gonna right? keep it a buck. Like, sorry, before we go off to the residence hall thing, when I was in high school, all the 2020 graduates to high school, our teachers did not know how to work Zoom or did not know how to conduct class without it being in person. Like, it was very new. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel you like everybody for real. Everybody, yeah. honestly, yeah. everybody. But for we're real. seniors. Like, we're about to go on to a new step, like a new stage. Some of us had AP exams and. Me, me, myself, had two AP exams. 
I was not there where I, like, I was not where I should have been mentally. You know what I mean? Like, that COVID kind of really ruined the whole end of our senior year, especially those seniors graduating from college, which meant a lot to them. You know what I mean? Like, we're graduating high school, another milestone, but they're graduating from college, starting their life off. Real and world. And just got halted. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, and, and you can keep going about the residence halls. That's something currently happening. Could, to add on to Brevin, I think that was just a great thing to bring up because um, when we first came into campus, they told us, oh, you guys are not allowed to go into other residence mm-hmm. buildings, but we're going to have a lot of events to build community, you know, to build character, all that stuff. Where were those events? We, we <laughs> Where had, were those events, bro? We had a, they're going to be like, I said, so I talked to one of uh, like the administration or whatever, I was talking about it and I was like, where were the events? Oh, we had the movie thing, but nobody showed up. Well, it was 30 degrees outside yeah, exactly. that day. Nobody's going to stand outside in the cold and for two hours. That and it was, like, but we had those two events. And then the food trucks were something that were lit. I was actually meeting people waiting on that line. Yeah, no. they, they just stopped at some, some point know, in the not semester. Even that, or it's like the first 100 students. Like we, we had like at least 500, 600 students last semester. And that's before we had all of our guidelines really down place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now it's like that thing is there for like 20 minutes and it's gone. You know what I mean? Like. What changed? Like, like, and, and, and what's the difference between us meet, meeting up in the uh, UB oh my and God. then not being able to meet up in different dorms? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, you could, I could sit down with all three of you in Hoover and have a meal with y'all. No mask, none of that. Just six feet apart in Hoover. So how is that different from me just going to your triple, if you have one, and just eating with you there, right? It's just us. Not even that. Yeah. Football. Imagine us being yeah. in football. We get tested every day. Okay, why can't we hang out with football players in another dorm? We hit each other. You know what I mean? Like, we have masks on sometimes, but we're not going to be breathing with a helmet and a mask on. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, that almost defeats the purpose. We sitting there hitting each other, you know, going up each other, clacking and stuff, and then not being able to talk to each other or really interact with each other as far as being in the dorms goes. Like, that, I just feel like it's a lot of contradiction with that, and... I feel like they just need to revise it and just be a little bit more lenient. Not, yeah, not even just being a little bit more lenient. Also, like, finding better ways to build community among students on this campus. Like, for instance, I live in Residence Hall 1, right? In my building, I don't think there's, what, maybe four or five athletes. But the majority of my building is people in my posse, Chicago posse, and then only international students, right? So how are you building community among students with different diverse backgrounds if you're putting all of them in one building and telling them, oh, y'all are not allowed to go into any other buildings. You can only stay in your building and interact with the people that you're with, right? right. That's kind of yeah. like hypocrisy in itself because like you're telling us you want to build community, but you're literally segregating us due to COVID. Yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, I feel like we got to be able to, like, give the university of their credit, too. Because yeah, they at do. The, at the end of the day, we all adapting to something new. You of know course, what I yeah. mean? Like, we we all got to be on a Zoom. We all got to stick to a different flow. You feel me? Like, be in different housing. Be on housing with only football players, only on our flow. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely see what you mean. Yeah, of course. But I want to know if, like, if is that something that they doing not even around COVID protocols? You feel me? It's like, like there's something that's been going on. Before because yeah. our floor, our floor specifically is is made up mostly of of black male football players, yeah. right? So like that, it's not like as, as diverse on our floor. And but the like the diversity that comes from our floor, like we feel like we built community with the others on our floor, right? But we don't get that with the other with uh, like Lucy Hall or or the other uh, halls in the freshman quad. Yeah, I can't even uh, name you five people who live in Lucy, bro. And that's a, a whole lot of students yeah. from our grade. Yeah, and honestly, bro, I think 
truly it is because of COVID. Because, bro, yeah, honestly, COVID, like, yeah. I knew people when I used to live in Bishop Roberts. I knew people in Humber, Longden, all of them. All I even them, forgot Humber. You know what I mean, thing, bro? Almost everybody that was on Bishop and Bishop Roberts on floor one through three. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, honestly, I do feel like that's something that, like, it's gonna change as COVID. Gets yeah, over. but not not to say like, cause like right now I don't even think we're bashing the, the campus. I think definitely not. Where it's just facts. Facts, exactly. We just keeping it a buck, like you said earlier. We keeping it a buck and just saying how we feel, right? And not to say that the, the campus isn't trying to do their best because keeping us on... I know a lot of people who are not on campus right now. Mm-hmm. They're just home because their schools didn't have the capability to keep them on campus. So the fact that we're still here and we haven't been sent home, it kind of speaks volumes to like DuPaul's kind of doing their thing. They, they just definitely. They could do a little bit better. So speaking of DePaul doing their thing, what y'all know about DePaul athletics? What's been going on in the sports world today? I mean... My Tigers, my football team. Yeah, road team. Three and zero. Come on, my phone hurt, y'all. Three and zero. You feel me? My boys went out there, handled their business because it was strictly business. That's all it was. That's all we know. That's all we know right there, man. You know what I mean? Suited up, booted up, (laughs) and beat them guys. You feel me? Y'all didn't beat them. Y'all obliterated them. What was the score again, bro? Thirty something. Not even. I thought it was like forty. Cool, forty-one yeah. to seven. Well, you know, cool, forty-one to seven. Well, cool, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. That's yeah. one team. We beat the other two teams by thirty points too. Now, come oh, on, my now. So you saw that. So what yeah. I'm here, you I hate. What I'm hearing is if we had a Monon game, y'all would have taken the bell home. Y'all, y'all would have kept the bell home. And y'all would have probably brought us a no, check. Ain't no arrogance, but you it's know, not we arrogance. Just it's just speaking facts. We the bell is. Just, just, let's just keep it with at this. The yeah. bell where it's supposed to be. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's gonna stay here. I just want them to know that. And if they even get to this point in the in the podcast that <laughs> we got some cooking now. It's they got something to worry about. This Listen close, Wall Bash. Listen close. <laughs> Listen close. Listen Y'all close. should be scared. Take warning. You don't see the writing on the wall? All right. Better yeah. take heed. And like we did amazing this season, but like definitely shout out to the other teams. They've been doing their things. Softball. Uh, what are they? So, 17 Aren't 17 they undefeated one? right now? 14 no, and 1 or something like that? 14 and 1, something Number like that. Number 7th and what is it? Se- yeah, 7th. That's softball but girls, right? But you know what blew right? my mind about them, though? When they win, they be winning by 15 yeah. runs. Like, yeah. And what? softball. That's not easy. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Girl, like, girl, I done girl, seen girl, the, the tournaments, you know, of the of the D1 uh, colleges, and they be like, fold to like 6, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, 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 like, other girls by, you know, 14, 15 points. And, you know, I'm giving them, you the know. The basketball, basketball boys, too, boys bas- and, girls. and girls. They, they were anything, going. Bro. They're not the, boys. Basketball team, they lose this year? I mean, they the lost one time. Yeah. But then we, we came back and beat them. It was Denison. Came back and beat them by, yeah. like, what, 20 or something? I was working that game. It was like 10, Ooh, 20. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Like, we, we got we got teams out here. You know what I mean? Didn't they score, like, 147 to, like, 90-something right. in the first you know game? You so crazy? And that same thing held us accountable. Like, it was like. The basketball team fired on all cylinders. The the softball team fired on all cylinders. The football team came out there and said, you know what? Why would our, our brothers and sisters be doing all that and we not doing the same exact thing? I feel like we, we, we handled our business as a school in total. Heard. I feel like one thing I wish that we did have more at the games was like, there were people there, but I'm not going to lie. I didn't hear a lot of chanting. Because yeah. it was really only 250 people. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. this had me like, a little salty too. I ain't even gonna lie, cause it's like when we do have a lot of people at the D three games, it's a lot of people. Bro. Yeah. But like when we don't, like we literally having a limit on it. Uh, how many people could come? 
It's like, dang it. I, like, is the fans really here? Yeah, like, you know what right. I mean? Like, sometimes I do like hearing the little opposing team fans that give me more fuel to the fire. You know what right. I mean? Just hearing that trash talk. You know, we, we talking right back. You know what I mean? Just right. going at it every time, If bro. y'all listening to Par Athletics, you know, we, we, we just want y'all to put out this, the the Monon stands for every game. Because I feel like <laughs> once we start rolling like we already are now, people going to come out. People gonna come out, and, and the same thing goes for our other counterparts. As far as the soccer game goes, the football players came out there and showed some love. You know what I mean? Every time we have a baseball game, softball game, we showing love. You know what I mean? We just I think wanted, softball got a home game this weekend too. And we yep. out there. We you know what I mean? Saturday and if, Sunday. If you're listening okay, okay. to this podcast right now, we will catch you there one of those days, if not both of those days. Right. Definitely. You're right. Honestly, I. That's good. Like the football team. Yep. The football team supports the basketball team. We all support each other. It's a big family and we happy. That's yeah. why we're talking about community right there. Exactly. Yeah. Like everybody supports each other. Like don't matter it like doesn't matter what sports team you're on, what race you are, you know, what gender you are, like we all gonna support each other. That's what we want. Just yeah. just straight support. Like, you know, just like looking out for your the other individual, you know, because we're all brothers and sisters on this campus. That's right. where we talk about it. And and, and honestly, it's going to bridge us into another thing. Um, the Brotherhood and every other organization on campus is literally trying to push ourselves into being, like we said, a, a bigger community. We're starting off by saying this right now and making this known. This is a statement. Speaking into existence. Speaking into existence. Manifestation, brother. That the Brotherhood and every other organization will try to make this the Paul campus a community that is better for everybody, not just POCs, not just the minority or majority. It's everybody. We're, we're going to start this off and bring everybody together. So, real quick, how do y'all think we could go about, like, just us ourselves as individuals, how do you think we could go about building that community? Because it's not about one big gesture. It could just be, like, me going up to a person of a different race, different background, whatever. I don't know this person, just... Oh, hi, how are you? My name's Omar. Where are you from? Like, you know? Right, yeah. Um, I got a perfect idea, bro. Right. Let me hear it, just, bro. Let me hear it. I'm going to just go out, send a podcast to my entire football team, bro. Make sure everybody on notice. Make sure everybody listening. Make sure everybody on the same page. Know what we got to bring. Know that we trying to combine and you conquer. Yeah. Combine yeah. and mm-hmm. conquer. Real right. talk, bro. We trying to build this sense of community. So I feel like by that little small act, that's just going to go from one phone to this phone to that, that phone, phone yeah. to that IG to that IG to that IG. And co-sponsoring events, man. We, man. We, we are heavy on that. Co-sponsoring events. Like, we talk to the Gammas, you know, and Mari. Shout out Mari. Like, we're we going to try to do some things in the future, not just with them, but with, you know, Any fraternities, sororities. Yeah. If they want to have real talks, let's talk real together. You know what I mean? Let's keep it, let's keep it two bucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 let's keep it two bucks. You feel yeah. me? Like, like. This right here is the mark of a new regime. We're starting off by taking over the campus and making yeah. it better. Yeah. We'll talk. I encourage everyone who tuned in on this podcast to go out tomorrow, go out this week, and just, you know, do a random act of kindness, whether that's holding the door, whether that's complimenting someone, or just, just smiling throughout your day, you know? Do a random act of kindness and show love to your fellow brothers and sisters on this campus. I also want to shout out DPU. I want to shout out Brotherhood. And, you know, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Stay tuned. We got a lot of things coming up for y'all. GVO, PVO. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah. Positive vibes only. Good vibes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And on that note, that's real talk.